from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Number two of Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe here at the South Point Hotel and Casino, alongside James Salinas out there in beautiful Denver, Colorado. James, the college football weekend gives us plenty of chances to cash out and cash in on some of our opinions here. Uh, And I know you had an opinion on unders being the play and you were very profitable. Uh, I played some dogs that came in nicely. I had UCLA plus three and a half yesterday, uh, last night. So that was fun seeing Chip Kelly kind of uh, re-announce himself on the national stage with that Bruins rushing attack there. But one better really really cashed out here and this is courtesy of our friend john ewing out at bet mgm a customer there placed a 15 dollar 15 leg college football parlay and get this one fourteen thousand six hundred and eighteen dollars here's what he had it was a mix of in-game and pre-game bets here so he had an in-game bet on the clemson georgia under 38 and a half he had syracuse ohio under 45 and a half texas tech plus six and a half texas state plus 10 and a half georgia tech plus one and a half florida atlantic plus 25 and a half had east tennessee state plus 19 and a half montana plus 20 and a half south alabama plus two and a half bethune cookman plus 20 and a 
half. Arizona plus 14. New Mexico State plus 31. Nevada plus 3. Utah State plus 17 and a half. And rounding it out with Portland State plus 24 and a half. So we got a lot of dogs and a lot of unders. So it, James, just fessed up. Was that you or, or, or what's going on here? What do you what do you think? A $15 15-leg parlay. And it cashes. How about that? Talking about dogs and unders, my style right there. But as far as laying big parlays like that, definitely not my style. Yeah, I, I tend to bet a little more than $15 as a sense, too. So, I, I mean, $15, no risk involved when it comes to putting dollars out there. But, man, talk about finding those. I can't even keep track of uh, tra- trying to keep track if I do parlays. I really don't do a whole lot of parlays. And if I do, I constantly have to go back. Which Who did I have again? Which was the number that I was in? And a lot of times it's really trying to lay off juice is when I'm doing any kind of parlays, more so favorites from that sense. But, yeah, I mean, if you're looking to take a shot, and I guess that's what you have opportunities to do, especially you talked about being able to put some of those games in game and get a better read on it. And then obviously with the other games already being dialed in from that standpoint, that's a lot of legwork there if you're feeling like you're liking the dogs in those spots so 15 team parlay to turn into those things can happen but yeah definitely not my style outside of playing dogs and unders definitely not my style to be putting a parlay in for any capacity when you're talking about 15 games but good to the better how yeah, i bet that that particular better had some uh, enjoyed himself last night I'm just imagining the what that better is going through. There's got to be at least six TVs. I mean, to keep track, to, to adding those in-game ones, to because he was clearly probably watching, or he or she was watching Georgia Clemson and said, hey, I'm going to take this under 38 and a half. That one, I mean, it was 13 points total in that game there. So uh, definitely a, a, a savvy parlay better, I guess, as we should say. They're adding some of those in-game with the pre-flop bets with Many, 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 many dogs with a couple of unders there. But uh, kudos to that better none the least, and kudos to John Ewing out at BetMGM for getting us that information as always there. But wanted to talk a little bit of college football national title odds here, but let's not overreact, James. Like we mentioned, uh, we, we gave some of our opinions on the news and notes uh, that we saw on, in week one in the last hour there, but – Anything really stand out to you? We're going to dive into this deep here in a matter of moments, but when you're looking at a national titles future bet, how much do you factor in what you just saw and trying to avoid against that bias there a little? thinking about, well, just thinking about Alabama and what was it going to look like for Bryce Young and how was he going to, a lot of hype and lived up to the hype and really, I think in my mind, exceeded the hype and threw for the most yards and touchdowns for a first-time for a first-time Crimson Tide quarterback in the history of that program. Long-standing program for him to settle in and going against a Miami team, not, not a great Miami team, not a great defensive team, not a great, well, not a well-coached team either. It's just really impressive with Bryce Young and what he was able to bring in Alabama, as always, just reloads. It is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. I'm Femi Bebefe coming to you from the South Point Hotel and Casino. James Salinas out there in beautiful Denver, Colorado there. And we mentioned national title. Everybody wants to know who's going to win it in college football. Not a ton of parity in this sport, but 
maybe a chance to get a little bit of value and some nice plus money prices before the playoff in late December and early January. So if we have the graphic ready for it, James, I want to kind of talk about some of these national title odds, and these are courtesy of BetMGM to see if we can find any value, not trying to overreact, but there could be some chance at some value there. And we'll start with the favorite, Alabama's plus 250 to win the national title. Georgia is the one that makes a significant jump. They're now plus 475. I got them 10 to 1 to win the national title in the summertime. Now plus 475. Ohio State plus 550. Clemson 6 to 1. Oklahoma plus 750. And a precipitous drop-off after the big five there. Texas A&M and Penn State both at 40-1. to Florida and Notre Dame at 50-1. to And Oregon at 66-1. to Anything jump out to you? Uh, any Maybe even further down the board when you look at this national titles market? I, I really don't think so. It's kind of where we are in college football. And it's just the powers that be. And if anything, thinking about, we just, we're talking about Bryce Young and how impressive he was for that Alabama offense and uh, plenty of opportunity, play, great offensive line. They plug and play there at the offensive line because they had some transition. We know they had plenty of transition at the skill sets, at the skill positions at the wide receiver, as well as running back and at the quarterback position. But Alabama, I think we can just pencil them in right now was really impressed with what we saw at a young you know the Ackman they're so loaded at every position I mean they just have it's like they have the best players at each position across the across their roster and you know maybe looking at we talked about Georgia and their numbers coming down I mean yeah great defensive performance from Georgia last night against Clemson but they only put up three points offensively as well so you're gonna have to score more than a field goal and I get it Clemson's got a good defense too but I'll take Alabama's defense over over Clemson's defense and couple that with the offense that we saw and we're going to see and continue the, the continued growth of Bryce Young. I mean, it just feels like I, where else are you going to go? I think Ohio State, their path to, yeah, I know they're going to play Oregon this weekend, but they'll have them next weekend at home. I think right now it just feels like it's same kind of the same story or rinse, repeat, and here it is. We're going to see the same cast of characters as far as the programs go in the, the, in the championship playoff with the four teams. Maybe it's Georgia. Maybe it's Georgia with the performance of Clemson yesterday. And, yeah, they're going to have a, a simple schedule going through the ACC. But is does that performance yesterday, uh, does that impact? Does that have an impact where Georgia, maybe they don't beat, and maybe Georgia isn't able to beat the Crimson Tide in the SEC championship game, but does that discount them out from actually making the college football playoff? I suspect maybe not at this point. Uh, upper hand there for the Bulldogs with the win last night. Yeah, looking at the odds there on the lower third, and it's OU is sitting at plus 750. Uh, I like this team heading into this season. I kind of bought the, the the whole, we're a better defense. We have starters that are coming back. I think seven starters from the defense a year ago and some key contributors. Alex Grinch in year three, supposed to be now in tune with this scheme and the, the players matching what he wants to do from a defensive standpoint there. And the game yesterday it looked like same old same old OU. In fact, I mean they they beat Oklahoma or Tulane rather 40 to 35 just by 5 points or 32 and a half point favorites in that contest. And for 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 me as someone who has an OU 8 to 1 ticket to win the national title, hoping and wishing that this was the year that they were a little bit better on that side of the ball to pair with the really good offense that Lincoln Riley's conducting out there. Uh 
don't really have a ton of confidence. How do you look at OU not wanting to overreact like we say it's it's only one data point, but what did you think of OU after one game of play and, and their prospects of possibly winning a national title and winning a playoff game because they haven't done that in the, in the handful of years that they've made the college football playoff? And I don't think they will. I mean, the defense, we saw it yesterday. And really, it was a, a flat effort for both units, offensively and defensively, coming back out in that second half. Had a large lead going into halftime, and was only able to offensively only put up three points, I believe, in the second half, and gave up 21 points, and we're very fortunate. They gave up the onside kick with, what, about three minutes left in that fourth quarter. Tulane had the opportunity. They were definitely the more competitive team from an effort standpoint, and you can see that. You have a big lead going into halftime these you know they they are college student athletes and they are going to have some letdowns I think the the thing for Oklahoma is I'm not I'm not a believer in them as far as the defensive side is concerned they have plenty of talent offensively but I think I think from the scheduling standpoint you know it's just where the Big 12 is right now there's probably there's a reason why both Oklahoma and Texas are looking to exit the Big 12 it's just not a competitive conference and right now outside of the Red River shootout that we'll see come early October, their toughest game is going to be against Iowa State, and they're going to have that game at home. So I think they're going to kind of cruise and coast through the Big 12 schedule. They'll put up plenty of points, will the offense, but that defense really isn't going to be tested, and they're not going to be tested unless they make that college football playoff, and I think that's where they'll be exposed. So not a team that I want to back as far as being able to win the national title with some of those other teams that you know are going to be out there competing with not only Alabama, Ohio State, and potentially Georgia. Georgia, two SEC teams getting into that that Final Four picture. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Uh, Circa has actually put up their week two lines for the college football season. And uh, it's it's interesting. You know, uh, one of the games I wanted to ask you about was the Washington-Montana game. Uh, me being a Husky fan, it was uh, it was very depressing four hours watching that football game, only scoring seven points against uh, an FCS school. But uh, I, I just the Huskies, we're not wanting to overreact there. But it's obviously we need to react to what we just saw and them losing to Montana. Um, they're still in it to win the Pac-12. That was not a conference loss, but right now in one of next week's marquee games going up against Michigan, the Huskies now catching four points in the big house there. Uh, Michigan laying four now. That was about two, I think even one and a half in some spots over the summer with a little bit of momentum towards the Huskies. And we know a lot of people are kind of fed up with the whole Harbaugh-Michigan regime uh, thus far. But uh, what do you think about that going from under three to now it's Michigan laying four in that kind of ABC primetime spot next Saturday night? I don't want to overreact because you think of a game like Washington and Montana. Clearly, Montana was going to be the team that was going to bring the greater effort and intensity out of there on the field with Washington. You're not going to, even with coaches, uh, thinking about game plan and more. We're going to have more of a vanilla game plan because we don't want to put a whole lot out there on tape for our next week opponent, which is going to be a huge game going to Ann Arbor to take on the Wolverines. Thinking about that, that was kind of similar to what we saw out of Oregon and Fresno State. Now, that line was probably, I didn't get involved with Montana, but I definitely got involved with Fresno State taking the 20 and a half, and a couple early turnovers really set Oregon up early for a couple easy touchdowns, short fields there, but you're going to have that tendency for these teams, 
especially early on with a big game on deck, not wanting to put a whole lot out there on film and just get through those games healthy. Unfortunately for Oregon, they did not get through that game healthy. For Washington, really just a look-ahead spot for them, even though it is the home op- you know, it's the, the week one opener for the Huskies, clearly looking ahead to Michigan and a very inspired effort out of Montana. And that's just something you, d- you don't maybe not cover the spread, but you just don't lose. I think that's the fifth time over, out of like 360 plus matchups that a FCT, FCS team has actually went and beat a ranked opponent over the course of the last three decades. So huge upset there for Montana. We'll see a definitely better focused team will be the Huskies next week. But I'm not really sure what to make of not only the Huskies, Femi, but also with the Wolverines. Yeah, great performance yesterday against Western Michigan. But uh, what can we take away from last year and just the debacle of a season that it was for the, for the Michigan Wolverines? I'm not really sure where to go with this game next week. Too many question marks for me for both of these teams. This is going to really be an assessment game for me just to see where I want to go with those two teams going forward and maybe potentially in-game spot, but not a game I'm going to bet prior to kickoff. Real quick, do you have an outlook on the Huskies as a possible Pac-12 contender, or does that, once you see them lose to Montana, cool you off entirely uh, from on Washington? No, I mean, these things happen. It's college football. These are young student-athletes. Upsets happen. Looking ahead, you didn't bring the effort, didn't bring the focus, and that it doesn't happen very often when we're talking about FCS versus FBS, but in the fact that this did, maybe there's a wake-up call there. I was really leaning towards Utah and the Pac-12, just like thinking from a coaching standpoint uh, with Whittingham there. he's one of he's, I'm not a fan of any teams. I have no allegiance to any. I'm a fan of cash and tickets, Vimy, but I also <laughs> I am a fan of certain players. I'm a fan of certain coaches, too. Uh, but what we saw at UCLA, uh, I was very impressed just with the discipline of UCLA. This is our game plan going in. We're going to be aggressive. We're going to run the football. We're going to commit to being more physical on both sides of the line of scrimmage. And that's exactly what we saw out of the Bruins yesterday. Very impressed with the discipline, with the, the, the game plan that came out there to be more physical from that standpoint. On the other side, stopping the run, getting good pressure on the quarterback too. Uh, yeah, right now with Washington, it's so early in the season. They haven't even started conference play, and it's going to be another week because they're going to have you know the big game on the road next week. So conference play, not going to jump off the bat. I wasn't on their bandwagon to begin with, but I wouldn't be panicking right now. you got a lot of games and a full season to play right now. Yeah, just kind of going down some of the lines. The marquee morning game, we touched on it a little bit earlier when we talked about Kayvon Thibodeau. It looks like that game between Oregon and Ohio State opened Ohio State minus 14. It appears initial move to the Ducks because I'm seeing Circa now at Ohio State minus 13 and a half. Uh, I'm not sure if that's maybe some confidence that Thibodeau is going to be okay or something that we saw from the Ducks because you said the Ducks, you faded them yesterday. You took Fresno State with the points there and and from what I saw from them, just even the brief matters of moments, uh, Ohio State looks like the clear better team, but that's obviously reflective in the line right there with 13 and a half. But any early lean uh, Oregon, Ohio State, 13 and a half is a line, a total of 62 when that game next Saturday out in Columbus. Thibodeau's status is definitely crucial, especially against that uh, the passing attack that we're going to see out of Ohio State and all the talent that they have at those wide-out positions, the speed, the, the route running. I mean, they are going to put points on the board. I'm not going to lay a big number like that, 13.5, 14 points, without knowing Thibodeau's status, even if it was, and even if he's healthy. And I suspect he, even if he does play, he's not going to be anywhere close to 100%, just watching the injury and his ankle rolled over. A quick turnaround, and it's going to be a very early start for the 
Oregon Ducks just from a body clock standpoint, early start, 9 a.m. start Pacific time for Oregon, roughly approximately. We know there's a lot of pregame that goes in, but still going to be a very early start for those guys. I'd be more interested when they post that total, looking at what that total looks like. And I just feel like Ohio State is going to have the ability to score and score at will. Big plays, throwing the ball down the field, running the football too, plenty of speed in the backfield. And and I think for Oregon, they're going to be able to put some points on the board too because it's Ohio State. This is not a defense that I'm in love with. I don't see them getting after the quarterback consistently with this team. Uh, they have some issues in the secondary to give up some big plays. I think there's going to be opportunities to score for Oregon too. I'm going to be curious to see what that total looks like. And took advantage of a lot of unders last yesterday and, and looking at betting the under in tonight's game too. Not, may start to shift, and especially it might be the first game on the board, I start to shift and look at the over because I think Ohio State's going to be able to put points. I think both teams are going to score. Yeah, that total between Oregon and Ohio State, 62. Does, it, does that uh, fall in line kind of with what you're thinking is? Yeah, I do. And I, I looking initially, just w- without getting too deep into it, looking at it initially, that's my initial lean right there is looking at the over. I think both teams, in particular, Ohio State, are going to be able to get big plays, not just grind and ball control and grind the clock out. It's going to be big plays over the top where it's quick strikes, and that's definitely what Ohio State is built for. I think we're going to see a lot of points of Ohio State. I'd like to see what uh, that probably isn't out yet, but what their team total might be, because especially if Thibodeau, if, if, especially if he's a go, I don't think he's going to be healthy, but if he's not out there, there a lot of opportunities to have a clean pocket to make big plays down the field for the Ohio State team. I think they're going to score plenty. I want to see what that team total is going to be for the Buckeyes. Yeah, someone's listening to you, James, because it just ticked up to 62 and a half as you were speaking there. So obviously the market agrees with your sentiment with this one being an over spot there. But I want to continue down kind of the board here at some of these marquee games we have for week two in college football. Iowa, Iowa State, the Cyhawk battle out there in Ames, Iowa. Uh, the Hawkeyes have gotten the better of the Cyclones here for the last handful of years, but Iowa State, despite a kind of lackluster performance against Northern Iowa yesterday, winning that game 16-10, to they are laying four points at home against an Iowa team that really just demolished Indiana from start to finish there in their week one matchup out in the Big Ten. But Iowa, Iowa State, a total 44 and a half. Uh, to, to my first instinct is to try to grab the points with the Hawkeyes when I see a total that low, but but what say you, James? I agree. I think I think this is going to be both. It's going to be a low-scoring game, and you saw Iowa State definitely a game where kind of similar to Washington, right? Looking ahead to Iowa on deck and not really concerned with their current opponent that they played yesterday. We were able to didn't lose the game outright, but no effort and energy, and maybe not really wanting to put a whole lot of film out there for Iowa to get a hold of and and study throughout the week. But Iowa, you know what you're going to get out of Iowa. They're going to be physical on both sides of the ball at at the line of scrimmage. They're going to commit to running the football were able to get a couple pick sixes yesterday and put themselves get an early lead and really be able to let that running game take place I think it's that's what both teams are going to do they're both going to try to establish the run I think we're going to see a fast moving clock in that game we're not going to see wide open offensive affair by any means so I see where the total is it's pretty low total uh, but both teams are going to take care of the football it's going to be a very physical game I think it's going to be a low scoring game and anytime we have a low scoring game there you're talking about plus four points here and which to me is it, it this game could go either way. I like. I'm. I'm with you right there too. Looking initially, initial lean plus the four with the Hawkeyes in a close matchup. 
Gosh, how great is this, James? I mean, we, we get the lines coming out here as we're on the air. Uh, college football is in full swing here as we are looking at these Week 2 lines. On the other side of the break, James, I want to ask you about some other Week 2 matchups. Also, maybe touch a little bit more on Monday night's matchup tomorrow between Ole Miss and Louisville there. But Week 2 college football lines out at Circa. We've been breaking them down here, these marquee games, to get first initial looks at these games here. And uh, we'll try to find some value on the other side of the break so don't go anywhere we'll talk a little bit more about the week two college football openers here it's september folks football is well underway you're watching betting across america here on vsin the sports betting network I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. With football 
season just around the corner, it's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. It is betting across America. Presented by BetMGM. Femi and Bebefe here at the South Point Hotel Casino. James Salinas out in Denver, Colorado, breaking down these week two college football openers. And James, I got a very interesting text from program director John Goulet, who sent me that the last time Iowa lost to Iowa State by more than four points was back in 2005. So that kind of goes along with the thinking that these two play close games. Uh, it's a low scoring affair. Those points seem very valuable. Uh, it might be one that's on the run here, so we might need to fire this one in uh, in the middle of the show, but uh, it kind of goes in line with what we were thinking there, leaning toward the Hawkeyes. But one game I wanted to ask you about, and we haven't talked about this team at all today in the pregame show or so far here in Betting Across America, but the Texas Longhorns, very impressive in Steve Sarkeesian's debut as head coach taking down a pretty trendy Louisiana team that some people like the points with Louisiana in yesterday's affair, but Texas gets the cover in that one. Bijan Robinson looks as good as advertised, has, uh, was a really good productive player last year, looks to be one of the premier running backs in the country. But look at this, Texas now laying six points at rival Arkansas. Now, this is the old-school Southwest Conference rivalry, but Texas now laying six, a total of uh, 58.5, rather. This one was Texas minus 3.5 before yesterday's contest, now up to six. We mentioned how we don't want to overreact. Maybe a little value on the Razorbacks here, James, or, or, or do you think that move is justified with Texas now laying almost a touchdown on the road? Well, thinking about where Texas was going to be, I think that was question marks. I didn't get involved with that game yesterday. Just wanted to see, all right, now you got Stark coming over. It takes time to get to know your personnel. What does your roster look like? Who am I going to what, – what, how am I going to kind of tailor my offense if we're talking about for Sarkeesian knowing that he's going to be an offensive-minded coach here? How, who do I have to work with? you got a new quarterback coming in. Let's start with the ground game. We know we're going to be more physical up front in the trenches, especially against a team like Louisiana. Let's get out there and run. You mentioned Robinson, tough runner, going to run inside the tackles, run low to the ground, hard to hit, hard to see. Good game yesterday running the football, but this team committed to running the ball yesterday. Two hundred or four hundred forty-two attempts for 170 yards. Not a great average, but I like the commitment to run the football and really just trying to establish and build an identity, and I think that's where both of these teams are. Same thing on the Arkansas side. Yeah, maybe the bit of a, a in a sense, look-ahead game for both of these teams, but Texas was challenged yesterday because you can look ahead to, to 
playing Arkansas, but Louisiana's right there, and it was a really good performance. I think they just kind of wore Louisiana down as the game progressed. It was a tight game in that first half, but started. I think you started to really see, especially due to the running game and Robinson in particular, just grinding him down and just being bigger, stronger, more physical, and over the course of four quarters, committing to establishing your identity first and foremost for this Longhorns team as a running team, you start to wear down a lesser opponent, and that's kind of what happened to Louisiana yesterday. Yeah, that's kind of a tall order now. That's kind of a, a high number. It's not a high number. I'm going to lay. I still think there's there's work to be done with this Texas team. You're going to have to be able to make some plays in the passing game. Can't just be strictly pounding the football and running the ball. Uh, going to be a good matchup here. I tend to leave in these kind of situations. I look for those home dog opportunities, but right now, early in the season, not a great feel for Arkansas at this point. Not ready to make any kind of assessment as far as jumping in and making a play like we were talking about. Iowa, like in the plus four right now for this game, not a play I'm going to jump on right now on either side. Yeah, you know those folks out there in Arkansas would love nothing more than to beat Texas given their history from the Southwest Conference. Speaking of, we talked about Michigan-Washington earlier. That line is up to Michigan minus five there. An interesting battle that's happening. The, the Holy War, BYU-Utah. Utah a six-point favorite against BYU. That one taking place out in Provo. Uh, so it's, it's some interesting matchups we have here for week two in the college football season. We'll, of course, dive deeper into them all throughout the week as we approach next Saturday here. But on the other side of the break, James has a couple more MLB plays. I've been teasing them, and we're going to reveal them here on the other side. It's Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. America, Femi Bebefe, coming to you from the South Point of Casino. Betting Across America, of course, presented by BetMGM. I'm alongside James Salinas out in Denver, Colorado. And, James, I've been talking up these last two baseball plays that you have in the hopper, ready to reveal. Uh, so let's let's get right to it here. And it's a 1 o'clock game out in the desert. Not this desert, the other one in Arizona between the Seattle Mariners and Arizona Diamondbacks. Mariners right now with Chris Flexen on the mound, a minus 125 favorite going against Tyler Gilbert and the D-backs. They are plus 105, a total of 9. So any look on the side or the total or maybe like another player prop like you did in a, a couple of the other games that are going on here in the morning. This one I'm going with the side. I laid $1.20 with the Mariners. When is this Mariners team? They've been hanging around all season. I think we've been, at least I have been, like, okay, they're definitely overachieving from from expectations, preseason expectations, and but they just keep hanging around and hanging around. Here they are. They've won four straight again. They're tied right now with Oakland. Oakland's getting hammered right now in, in Toronto. They're down 7-0 with Robbie Ray just coasting right now. This is an opportunity. They're four games, they're four games behind, 
Boston for that second wild card spot, and we see Boston's getting tagged right now. They're down 6 nothing here in yep. the fourth inning. So continuing, we're seeing Seattle just kind of cruising along, hanging around for an opportunity to stay competitive here. And I know flexing his road splits, his home and road splits, are it's night and day. However, thinking about his last five road starts since the All-Star break, he's allowed just eight earned runs over those five starts in 33 innings. So he's kept Seattle competitive. He's been giving quality starts since the second half of the season on the road. And enough said about the Diamondbacks. They have played a little bit better. We know they were terrible on the road. Went through that really bad stretch back in May into June. Rookie Tyler Gilbert takes the hill. Now coming off of, you know, started off great debut. Going to go throw a, a no-hitter. But since then, definitely we saw some regression. His last three starts since that no-hitter, a first-time appearance. Nine earned runs over 15 innings pitched. I just like where Seattle's at right now. And no, you know they're scoreboard watching here. They're seeing Oakland getting it handed to them. They're seeing Boston losing again here in the fourth inning. Opportunity for Seattle just laying a dollar twenty. I'll take it. Give me the Mariners. Yeah, very big opportunity for the Mariners who are currently four games back in the AL wild card race. Trying to make the playoffs for the first time since 2001. How do I know that? Because I grew up in Seattle and I, I root for that team to do well and it's been uh, it's been really bad so far so we'll see if they can come from behind and somehow make it into October baseball. But your final play is in the game of the day, the NL West showdown between the Los Angeles Dodgers and the San Francisco Giants and we're looking at a line of Dodgers minus 190 because Walker Bueller is on the mound so that's the only way you'd be laying that kind of big price against a team like the Giants. They are getting plus 160, plus 170 in some spots with a total of eight and a half. What do you like in this premier matchup between two 86-win teams, the Dodgers and the Giants? Well, I've been waiting, and I was waiting to see what who were the starting pit, what was the starting pitcher going to look like for San Francisco. It's Dominic Leone. We know there's some injuries. Woods on the injured list right now with COVID. Uh, Cueto just went on the injured list. I think with a hamstring, there's an injury here. So short, it's a spot start here. This is really going to be a bullpen game. I was looking to get involved, but I didn't know enough about Leon, so I've actually switched it out. And I thought this was going to be a pivotal game. This is going to feel like a playoff game tonight. Sunday night baseball. It's going to be a full house there in San Francisco. It's going to be a great atmosphere. Dodgers have basically they have their ace on the mound with Walker Bueller. This these teams are tied. Best record in baseball, obviously best record in the National League West. And this is the last game of the season. This is the last matchup these two teams are going to have. And it's kind of interesting. They've split the entire season series. So not only is first place on the line in the National League West tonight with the win, whoever wins, but now that also is going to feed into that tiebreaker, which is going to be so a lot on the line in this game. I just think it's going to be a, a tall order for Leon. It's going to be a bullpen. Maybe they go through one time through the order, and then it gets into the bullpen for the Giants. I like the Dodgers in this matchup. I don't like the juice on it, so I've scratched this game. I may play it in-game here, but I'm not going to lay a big juice with going against San Francisco at home here. It's going to be a good matchup, but a lot on the line for both of these teams in this in in this division. But So I've switched, and what I've done is I'm actually going to play, and I'm going to do this right now. I'm pulling it back up, Femi, so we'll just do it live like we've been doing some of these other bets here. Absolutely I'm going to get involved with the Braves. You're going to get involved yep, so with I'm the Braves. I'm going to get involved with the Braves here. 
I'm going to get involved with the Braves. I'm not going to lay the number. That number has gone crazy from where it opened to where it is now. It's listed at $2 in favor of the Braves, but I like Charlie Morton in this spot. Braves have had a tough road trip. Not only they're right now, I think they're 1-5 on their current road trip with games in Los Angeles. They've lost the last two just down the street from me here at Coors Field, but I like the pitching matchup now. It's Feltner that's going to have to step in to the starting role and, and take the mound for the Rockies. Again, going to be a bullpen game for the Rockies from that standpoint because Austin Gomber, he just went down. He's on the Angeles. He's out for the season now. So spot start here for Feltner is going to be his first start in the bigs. And welcome to Coors Field, especially against the hungry Braves team right now that needs to win. Now, they've really scuffled along. They've been fortunate enough that the Philadelphia Phillies haven't been able to take advantage of it, especially the last two games down there in Miami. But where I was looking to go here was instead I'm going to get involved. The bullpen's going to be ready to go for the Braves. Charlie Morton has been their most consistent pitcher, especially the second half of the season. He's going to be dialed in tonight. I'm looking at the team total is where I'm going to go here. I'm going to bet the under for the Rockies team total sitting at $1.15, under four and a half runs scored. I know it's a night and day team when you're talking about the Rockies and their performance away from Coors Field and how they t- compete at Coors Field. If they could take that mojo with them on the f- on the road, they'd be ha- they're having a spectacular season at home. Uh, but I didn't want to lay that big number laying $2, but that's the angle I'm going to go here. I'm going to bet on Charlie Morton and then that bullpen to be able to clean up the last couple innings here. I think they'll be able to shut the Rockies down. This is the game that is, and I'm not going to say a must win. There's still plenty of games to go, and Atlanta has a two-game lead in the NL East, but they've been scuffling on this road trip, want to finish up this road trip well, and it starts with Charlie Morton on the mound. Give me the team total for the Rockies, sitting at four and a half to go under that team total, and I'm just laying 15 cents. There you go, laying that minus 115 there. So Rockies under four and a half team total. So to recap your plays, you've got a few of them right now going on Aiken under four and a half, the K prop, and then Robbie Ray over 17 and a half. You have the Indians right now plus 115, and they look really, really good leading that game against the Boston Red Sox 6 nothing in the bottom of the fourth. And then Mariners minus 120 is your play out there against the Arizona Diamondbacks. And then we're looking in play for Dodgers Giants possibly Dodgers in play we'll see how that one kind of shakes out but with the nice little live one on the air the folks got it live you got it when I got it folks as we go Rockies under four and a half with the team total so you got James's full slate of plays and on the other side of the break we're gonna get James's contest strategy because football season is five days away a full Sunday this time next week the Octobox will be live, as will we. So we'll talk about it on the other side. The final segment, Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah I, yeah because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard he don't care about guarding he's gonna guard he's gonna exactly. guard like you see him in the exactly. olympics he's gonna guard and then on I'm top of that like that see that Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because they ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. feels like at BetMGM. It's the best time to sign up because they're giving new customers a shot at an easy hundred bucks. Register using code VEASAN100 and win $100 in free bets when you place a $1 money line wager on any college football game and either team scores a touchdown. No matter what your gridiron game is, BetMGM is always ready for the action. Enjoy parlay selection builders, daily promotions, boosted odds specials, and more. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use code VEASAN100 to win $100 when you bet $1 on any college football game and either team scores a touchdown. Only at BetMGM, the king of sports books. New customer offer, paid in free bets. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. It is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi Bebefe with James Salinas. It's the final segment, so we saved the best for 
Everlast getting James's tips for our football contest coming up here this fall. Just a matter of days, James. And I'm sure you've been working all summer trying to figure out how you want to attack things from maybe a survivor perspective and also with the regular Super Contest perspective. So what are some tips that you can give us to where we could be successful? I mean, you're a former winner, so you obviously have been there, done that, and we want to join that winner's circle, whether it be this fall or next fall, uh, having to compete against guys like you. It's interesting now, Femi, thinking about back in 2015 when I won it, then the next year come back and come in third place that time, and then 2018 came in 26th. Things have progressed since then. Back then, it was really, I know there was a couple other contests out there in Las Vegas, but that was the big daddy. That was super contest. That's what everybody wanted to get into. That was the big million-dollar prize check back in the day, and that's how it worked out. But... Now you've got, with the advent of the Circa Millions coming on board and Derek Stevens and his team bringing in, making it competitive, making it a betters market again, making the, they, they have to be creative with what they're putting out there for folks that want to get in these contests. My thinking has changed a little bit. So from where it was earlier, where it just really was a 16-week contest, you're just playing five games against the number for 16 weeks or 17 weeks because of the buy and 85 picks, that's what you're looking at. Now it's changed because now you have all the advent of all these quarterly prizes and they're pretty lucrative for both now the super contest has changed up the way they did their contest in the past as well as circa millions offering how lucrative it is to win or get involved with the top three of those those quarterly contests kind of changed my thinking a little bit and i've got some experience with what i did before to where it kind of depends on where you're sitting with those quarterlies so i think for me first and foremost what hasn't changed even though the the some of the structure and the payouts have changed with both of those contests is the fact that I'm I'm one that's going to wait up until the deadline because I value we talk about value and line value all the time to me when it comes to the NFL the biggest value is personnel availability player availability not prior to not only with the injuries and the injury reports practice reports those types of things Femi but also now we see COVID you just mentioned what's going on with the offensive line for the Dallas Cowboys uh, that the, those the information is key knowing who's going to be available and certain players that aren't available, what kind of impact that might have on the game. May not impact the line outside of the quarterback position, but it definitely could impact the game depending on the personnel that is or is not available. So that's first and foremost for me, which means I don't play the Thursday games. I don't play the Thursday games because in this sense here for both Circa Millions as well as the Super Contest, if you want to play the Thursday game, you've got to submit all five selections that day, you've got to put all five plays in at once. Here's the caveat now, which is a little different. And again, it's becoming, a, we're expanding our opportunities to be able to play. DraftKings now has, in a sense, the same type of style uh, of format of the Super Contest and or the Circa Millions. However, if you want to play a Thursday game, you can do that, but you don't have to submit all five plays. You can wait right up until the deadline to submit your plays is going to be 1 o'clock Eastern time on Sunday. That is definitely an advantage for folks that want to find out player availability, uh, the the inactive reports that come out 90 minutes prior to kickoff. I think information is key, Femi. So first and foremost for me, top of the order is value is not about the line. It's about player availability week in and week out in this league. 
Yeah, no, I think that's a very important point there. So, and also nice that like, if you can play those Thursday games without having to play all the games and submit all those on Thursday, that's a that's a big factor um, in, in terms of able because you want to have as many games as possible to your disposal uh, when you're doing these contests. But like we mentioned, it is a contest. So, how do you go about it from a perspective of trying to win? Because you obviously want to pick the winners. You want to pick the right team and who you think is going to win and cover the spreads, whether it be in the contest or who do you think is going to win outright with a survivor pool, but you're also competing against other people. How much does game theory kind of enter into your thought process when you're trying to fill out your card there? And like, how much are you almost trying to quote fade the public or fade other guys who you think might lean toward this game that makes you kind of maybe zag toward another game? That's what's interesting. Early on, you're just trying to find five games on the board. I don't care if it's the consensus plays. I don't care if it's the public plays. Let me find five winners, and that's what I'm looking to do. And I'm not I'm not going to kid myself and say, oh, I'm going 5-0 and oh each and every week. Uh, the, the three years that I cashed in the Super Contest – I only went five and zero one time in each of those each of those seasons. Wow. The one time in between those three seasons that I did not cash of the the first four seasons I played, I went five and zero twice. That was the year I did not cash. So I don't give myself this sense of I need to go five and zero. I'm looking to go three and two, four and one each and every week. That said, thinking about where where you are early in the season, I don't care what everybody else is doing. It's a huge leaderboard. You know, there's thousands of entries into these contests. However, if you get yourself into a situation and this happened to me the first year two years ago with circa millions where it was the third quarter prize i think it was roughly it was just under a tick under one hundred fifty thousand dollars, winner take all i had put myself in position to be able to compete for that in that way which was in a sense week 12 then and that was different thinking for me because i wasn't leading that small mini contest there that four-week contest i was i was a point and a half out i had x amount of players ahead of me that's where game theory came in and so i wanted to be very mindful of those 15 to 20 20, however many people were ahead of me going in and doing, taking the time, doing the research, see if there is some common themes that I could find with those players. Did they play dogs? Did they play home dogs? Did they play road favorites? Anything that I could take away that would tell me I doesn't necessarily need to go against what their plays are and go contrarian, but I want to stay away from the consensus. I want to stay away from what I think some of those players might be playing and then ultimately also make sure that I play that Monday night football game because that, in a sense, can give you an out if you end up getting to that point where, and that's exactly what happened to me that first year in, in Circa Millions, that third quarter, it was me and another uh, me and another entry there fighting for that f- to win that whole thing, and ultimately I had the Monday night play, and I was able to hedge significantly on the other side of that. I ended up losing the selection I had, so I did not win the quarterly prize, but I made a nice hedge play where I was able to make a significant amount of profit on that because I put myself in position to win that quarterly playing that last game. So I think that's something to think about. You talked about game theory. That's what you can do for the quarters as well as as you get towards the latter part of the season. The year I came in 26th, I was doing that. I was somewhere around in the 30s. I was looking to go contrarian. I wanted to get up. I didn't want to just be able to cash. I wanted to be able to make the top 10. And so the last game that Sunday night did the same position for myself, except I went contrarian. Now I lost it. I took Tennessee at home with Blaine Gabbard, but I knew everybody was going to be on Indianapolis that night. 
night. And so I went the other side. I wanted to go I wanted to go for the bigger prize. I wasn't going to win first place, but I wanted to get up there at one of the bigger top 10, top 15 prizes. So, yeah, there are times where game theory plays out. It's just a matter of where you're at in the contest, whether it be the quarterly or towards the latter part of the season when you get down to those final few weeks. That's incredibly fascinating that not only are you handicapping these games in general, just trying to figure out what the right side is, but you're also handicapping and, and almost scouting the competition. Other people who are in the contest, you're trying to scout their tendencies to be able to get a better gauge on what they might play later on down the road. That's that's incredibly fascinating. Is that, is that something that's widespread or is that something that you've just kind of been doing, just learned from experience throughout playing these contests over the years? I definitely learned through experience, and I'm sure there's plenty of others that do that because game theory is a big piece of this. There's so many players that are available. Again, this is towards the latter part and or the quarterlies if you have an opportunity to win those. But I think, yeah, you have to, you know, they're not just going to give you that million-dollar check, right? I've got a couple of nice big checks that are sitting here behind me, those big kind of Bob Barker prices, right, promo checks. They're not just going to give you those because you win. It's, it's a competition, and that's how I view it. I'm not just trying to compete against the NFL, trying to find five sides that I like, but I'm also competing against hundreds upon hundreds and in a sense when you get down to it thousands to start the season start the contest but you are competing against others so you got to do your homework you got to put the time in to look at when you're in those opportunities to see if you can find any kind of trends or any any kind of thing that you can see that they have tendencies to play certain types of teams or certain types of uh, of point spreads that you can either go with try to find common plays in a sense if you're ahead you want to have common plays so they can't catch up to you or the other side with some contrarian plays knowing that you got to make up some ground it's just really putting a lot of time and work into it it is absolutely the last piece i'll say to this family is these are grinds these it's not just you think it's oh it's one week and then that you get excited about it the season's almost here and i'm excited about it we got kickoff coming here in in less than seven days uh, but as you you know the novelty of that wears off after a few weeks and then you see another five games and another five games <laughs> because it is such a long grind of a season uh, but that's okay because I'm experienced with the grind. I appreciate the grind, and I like doing the work. Absolutely love that. Does not run from the grind. James Salinas, uh, excellent tidbits there for the folks who are going to be entering in these contests, whether it be Super Contest or or the Survivor Pools that are out here in the desert and uh, across the DraftKings as well in the many betting platforms that we have at our disposal. But, James, it's, it's the end of the show for us. It's been a heck of a run here uh, on betting across America. Uh, and any last uh, plays for the folks, any live action that you might be getting in? <laughs> I have enough already going on. I did lose that Aiken strikeout pitch. But right now, Robbie Ray is cruising along. I think just one hit. And love where I'm standing right now with Cleveland going against that rookie spot starter. All right. Well, the only thing I fired on was Iowa plus four for next week. So uh, we both like that number. We'll see how that one plays out over the course of the week and ultimately on Saturday. But for James Salinas, Femi Abebefe, that is betting across America. Green Zone coming up next. West Reynolds, Jonathan Von Tobel here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.